0: Welcome to the Otherworlds GG Community Cast. I am Table for Two, and I am joined today by Mellified. How you doing?
1: I have to unmute, as it turns out. <laughs> I, know how to work. I know how to work our technology. I swear.
0: Welcome, buddy. How you doing?
1: I am doing delightful. How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty good. I almost forgot. This is episode number eighteen. We're uh, we're getting pretty close to the big two o. <laughs> um.
1: So we can legally drink now, but what uh, does this mean for the
0: show now that we're in uh, Canada? We can legally drink in Canada, I guess, is what it is. Oh, uh, I guess. I guess today marks the day that we can buy cigarettes and porn. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't that always it's gonna be that same? kind of show, huh? I don't know. It might. It might be. Don't do drugs, kids. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um. We are sans Alien Pickle for the moment, um, but that's okay. There's still plenty of news to talk about. Um, actually, the first bit of news I kind of wanted to get out of the way was uh, the uh, 2021 World Video Game Hall of Fame inductees that happened this year. It's interesting. They did a, they did a video. The Strong Museum is the one who, um, who handles the Video Game Hall of Fame stuff. And their criteria for what they think about when trying to induct a game into the hall of fame is quite interesting. they talk about uh, influence. They talk about like how it does globally. They talk about how it does in culture and so on and so forth. And they went through the video that they put out for this year. They go back and they show all the different years inductees and they actually include like, source documents and all the kinds of stuff for like preserving the game itself, which is, which is great. I think that's awesome that they do that. But I also know that that just feels very selective because they are selecting only a few games a year to induct into that. And I feel like as the years go on, preserving these things can kind of become harder and harder. Um, I wish they would do more in terms of like preservation work, not just like, Hey, hall of fame, work um, be yeah it's nice, sort of so.
1: indirect right they're they're bringing attention to these old games but they're not directly trying to uh, preserve them or anything
0: right right so this year they inducted Animal Crossing uh, specifically the, I, th- I think they're specifically talking about the Animal Crossing series as a whole rather than just mm. like the new one I think because they specifically talk about the one that came out on the GameCube is the one that they focus the most time on um interesting but they Seeing did
1: for switch like
0: right okay well but they did talk about the switch one though they talked about the the new one for the switch is, and you know it's it's keeping in line with you know the old one because they talk about how it was if the game is influenced by the seasons and it syncs up with the time clock on the console and blah 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 so so that was kind of interesting the, the other one that i actually thought was rather funny I was rather amused by this in induction this year it was Microsoft Flight Simulator. And, again, <laughs> they did it from the... I feel like they did it from the perspective of the series rather than just a specific game because they actually went back all the way and talked about, like, the original Flight Sim stuff for the Apple II and how Microsoft, like, licensed that and then eventually it became Microsoft Flight Simulator and then, of course, we had the... Um, the big release last year in 2020 for the the newest Microsoft Light Sim, so
1: that's which is coming to Xbox this summer too.
0: Which is interesting that that's happening, considering this game is filled with so much simulation type stuff that you can actually build out a full simulator. And it's funny that you're gonna be able to do that kind of gameplay, not necessarily with a simulator kit, but like gameplay at least you can play it on the Xbox
1: yeah i i mean i have a pretty decent uh flight stick setup for more combat simulation but i was able to use that with the latest flight sim microsoft flight simulator i don't know how you would even come close to mapping all the different controls i mean think about the you know the the mental picture we have of like a cockpit and there's switches and knobs and dials right, and right being a simulator it tries to sort of replicate all of that so how you're going to do that on a controller i have no idea
0: yeah and to be fair you can do that on a controller in the simplest terms if you're just trying to talk about like acceleration deceleration maybe some flaps and then your your directional controls you can do the very basics on a controller, but you're not going to get all of like the fine tuning or you know any of the real sims like type stuff. So that's okay. It's still a fun thing to play despite all that stuff. Um, the next one that they inducted this year, I was actually really excited about, and they uh, which is StarCraft. Um, and they talked about with StarCraft being what really kind of launched esports as we know it. Um, I don't think we would have eSports today without StarCraft because and and it was interesting because like, you know, eSports, you know, back. So so you want to talk about like Western civilization versus like, you know, Asian cultures and all that other stuff. It's interesting that like the Asian cultures took on to eSports at a very early stage in the gaming industry and like the like the, the world of video gaming, like way before anybody else and i think that's really cool that they did that because i mean like you can go back and watch these starcraft matches from like you know 1998 you know 1999 like it's it's pretty wild mm-hmm. um so and they used, they used to broadcast that and i'm pretty sure they still do they broadcast that stuff on tv in like south korea and such like that so
1: yeah it's, south uh... korea at least in the late 90s had not just one but two 24-hour starcraft channels on tv
0: yeah that's pretty nuts and i think that's mm-hmm. also pretty awesome <laughs> so you know and you so the influence of that just really you know it, it from that you know we got esports today so it's definitely um definitely influential uh not just you know for its cool campaign and story and music and gameplay but uh, you know it's just influence on you know cultures around the world so that was a that's that's a prime example in my mind of what gets inducted I guess into the Hall of Fame there um, yeah. and then and then the last one that they inducted which was kind of a, a another silly one to me but I, it's pretty cool too is where in the world is Carmen Sandiego um, I'm I'm more familiar with Carmen Sandiego in the sense of the old uh, kids game show uh, you know, that, that was on TV back in the nineties. Uh, so I'm, I'm familiar with that, uh, as a Carmen San Diego more than the actual game itself. So, but yeah, pretty cool stuff, man. Um, exciting times as uh, all around, there's been a, there's been a number of games, uh, announced or, uh, releases coming out that are, are pretty exciting. I'm really looking forward to the City of Ghosts DLC for some, for Cloudpunk. Uh, I really enjoyed Cloudpunk when it came out. Uh, I have yet to finish it, but the fact that they also included a first-person mode in the game was such... Uh, it changed the dynamic of that game. It's It's crazy because it was cool and fun to play from kind of like a... Almost like a scroller or like a top-down third-person... But to, to take the, the action of the art style of that game into first-person was really fantastic. Like, you got to really see all the detail of all the city. Even though it's kind of a blocky pixel city, it's very, very cool to see up close. Did you play Cloudpunk?
1: I have never played it. I've heard really good things, and especially the first-person mode, but I've never gotten around to it. So, yeah, it's on my list to, to check out at some point.
0: Yeah, add it to your backlog
1: <laughs> yeah seriously we we there was a, a conversation we had on the discord uh probably a week and a half ago where you were talking about needing a tool to manage your backlog and do you remember what my response was
0: steam yeah
1: yeah yes, i just sent right. you the link to steam like oh this yeah, works a, yeah that's,
0: pretty right. much,
1: that's my backlog is the entire steam catalog just you know all someday. like
0: all thirty thousand plus games mm-hmm. that they have on their catalog yeah, yeah.
1: someday yeah
0: oh, so, some oh, of them i man. might avoid though
1: <laughs> well maybe so but still like as in terms of tracking your backlog it's just like oh my god i don't even know how where to begin um yeah. well that's the shame of that's the that's the blessing and the curse right of having a thriving games industry is hard, hard time. you know um i think i mentioned this before netflix talks about their competition isn't hulu it's not you know, all the other streaming services, it's video games, it's movies, uh, you know, at the theater when we still had theaters, it's it's all the other things you could do with your time. Because if, if you're going to sit down and watch TV, Netflix feels pretty good that they can get your attention because they have great shows. But getting you in front of the TV to sit down and watch something is the hard part for them, which I found really interesting. Hmm. Well... Sure was there i mean carbon san diego i mean it was a classic for me growing up in a little bit earlier than you in the 80s and uh the game was like a staple because it was educational right so right um video games weren't entirely evil in the devil's work uh if you had educational stuff on there i guess
0: well i definitely remember the educational games growing up for sure because there's was, there's was quite a few of them i mean i guess i guess one right off the top of the head that i probably a lot of people from my generation and yours would would remember would be like math blaster or you know something like that it's very yep you know no that's true very well known it's kind of like um uh what was it um what was that typing game that they came out with that was like uh you're shooting zombies or whatever typing it was like, dead. Type yeah the typing dead or whatever it was yeah that was crazy very cool what else we got on this uh, on the release schedule coming up uh, there's there's a lot of Holy re-releases but there's also oh, some there new stuff are. but yeah
1: yeah um let's see where to begin uh I, an old gamecube game i i remember very fondly uh the series baton Kaitos is getting uh well we we think they're either gonna do a re-release or maybe a new game bandai namco just registered some new trademarks for that that was kind of interesting um resident evil 4 vr is going to be launching later this year as a quest 2 exclusive um they've reworked it quite a bit apparently for vr so um be interesting to see how that plays that is a strange
0: Uh, that is a strange place to find a resident evil exclusive
1: Yeah, I think I think they're doing it as we're gonna talk about in a little bit because the quest is so dominant yeah. uh in the industry right now, they can yeah. you know, that's their best bet.
0: And we'll get we'll get to that more, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Um just burning through some other, you know, quick, quick releases. Earth Defense Force twenty seventeen and the sequel Earth Defense Force Two are gonna be coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, the original edf 2017 was actually a 360 game of all things uh xbox game xbox 360 i think it was xbox 360. anyway uh really a fun fun silly goofy over the top like b movie monster you know monsters giant insects and and giant robots and stuff that you have to fight but uh, edf edf EDF, EDF. Yeah. yes exactly So uh, looking forward to that. Midnight Club Los Angeles Complete Edition was relisted on the Xbox Marketplace. It was pulled down due to some licensing issue. It seems like Rockstar got that figured out. A lot of people I know were were pretty excited about that. Um, And then uh, I think all the rest of these are kind of updates and and, um, new features and stuff. So uh, we can jump over to something else
0: well yeah the the one that we talked about pre-show specifically was the halo infinite support for cross play and cross save on pc and xbox which is awesome that microsoft is doing that like right out the gate um with all, with all well almost with all of their new stuff it seems like it's going cross play or game pass and you know at, at least actually, very quickly after yeah, yeah, or 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 very quickly after, and and we can kind of jump into the Xbox. You know, we we're we're kind of we're kind of, you know shameless, you know, in our devotion <laughs> to Microsoft, but we we have a whole section just for some Microsoft um, information here. But um, it looks like Game Pass has reportedly surpassed twenty three million subscribers, which is awesome. We actually posted on our um, on our deals channel the other day. Uh, Mellified posted there was a deal where you could get a year of EA play on Xbox that would convert to game pass. And it was like 80 bucks for like a year of this. And so you're essentially getting game pass ultimate, by the way, for a year for $80, which standard, if you were to pay the $15 a month for that, it's like a hundred and something crazy.
1: Uh, one eighty. So yeah, you were saving a hundred bucks. Uh, yeah. yeah. Versus, you know, list price. Um, Cause it's uh 15 month for, for a year. And um, mind yeah, you, a great deal.
0: mind you, you can stack game, like your subscription up with Microsoft up to, I think was it 35 or 36 months or something like that. Yeah. Three like a, years. A th- Three years. Basically you can stack up. So I already had a year left and I went ahead and stacked up for another two. So that way I just don't have to think about my subscription for the next three years. So, um, yeah, that's another thing that we we like to try and do is post deals on our on our Discord so that if you guys are interested in trying to get on the latest deal or if you have a deal that you've seen that you want to share, I mean, we've got a we've got a channel on our Discord just for that.
1: Um, Absolutely. Well, and we get all the free games posted up there or try to um uh, you know, any of the the really good good deals like that. Um sadly the console, you know, hey, you can go buy an Xbox and or a PlayStation those things go so quick that uh, they don't last long enough to post on the discord, but just about everything else.
0: Yeah. For a while there, we were trying to, but of course with the chip shortage and all that other stuff, it's making getting some of these newer consoles a little harder. It's not that it's yeah. not that, uh, you know, they're bad or anything like that. It's just like, you just can't get a hold of them because they're, they're so hard to manufacture. Yep. The demand is so high,
1: but yeah, uh, they, they tell out like, hotcakes it's crazy
0: yeah it's pretty nuts um also microsoft is bringing an fps boost support for up to 97 of the games on the xbox series x and s which uh if you're lucky enough to find yourself uh, getting one that's a really cool feature <laughs> um and we have yeah. we have some we have a list so we have a few games here that we've talked about um in our updates section that's actually going to be getting some of that upgrade stuff which i i think like jedi fallen order is getting um a PS5 and Xbox Series X upgrade. Um mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. So pretty pretty fantastic. Well Far Cry,
1: is my Far Cry games that's getting a 60 FPS boost on Series which X one, and S. Which, which ones were those Far, again? Far Cry Sorry, Far Cry 5.
0: Oh okay. Yeah. And nice. uh
1: Wasteland 3 uh which came out fairly recently that's a Microsoft published game uh is also 60 Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which is a really great uh, shooter slash kind of define your own path through the through the level is getting a 60 FPS boost as well. Alien Isolation, uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, oddly, which uh, was certainly not very successful when it came out, but uh, really interesting. So lots of good uh, free updates. I can't beat that
0: yeah well Um, speaking of speaking of uh free updates did you hear about that doom eternal shit
1: (laughs) yeah well this is this is a little strange so doom eternal came out and uh they made kind of a big deal about hey we're not gonna do you know all kinds of microtransactions um yet now i can go and buy skins uh for the game and uh yeah so it kind of seems like they they um went back on their word there um i think my understanding of the situation is that they uh what happened here is they did seasonal they have a season pass type system and so people want the um, stuff you know the cosmetics from that season one gameplay but they're not available now because the season's over and so that's what they've released as paid dlc i personally doesn't bother me like it's cosmetics you don't buy it you know if you don't want it but um i certainly think it's weird that they uh said that they were not going to do this and then they turned around and did it like this seems like something you could have foreseen as being part of your your business plan
0: hmm. yeah so
1: just, i don't know.
0: just there's just there's a lot there's a lot of weird weird shenanigans going on with that you know it's interesting though uh speaking of shenanigans um you know this whole like epic versus apple court case <laughs> stuff that's going on
1: uh yeah for those who don't know epic uh engineered a lawsuit i think it's fair to say um and and whether you agree or disagree with with their central point which is that they don't like paying apple a percentage of all of the microtransactions uh apple's platform and google by the way they epic it, it always it's always epic versus apple but epic actually sued google as well for the exact same thing at the same time but um epic had all the marketing all of the the lawsuits ready to go, they pushed an update to the app stores that they knew was breaking the rules so they could get pulled down so they could turn around and immediately sue. So they knew what they were doing when they, when they did this, but ultimately um, as a result of this lawsuit, which is ongoing, uh, we are getting all sorts of dirt on the inside of the game industry and how things have worked and, um, because it's all being subpoenaed as part of this case. And uh, it's really been interesting. We've got some some pretty significant revelations coming out of this. Um, one that, that I thought was really interesting, um, almost half of Fortnite's revenue comes from PlayStation. Uh, I think just because the PlayStation 4 is such a popular system, that's where a lot of people are playing it. And it's also kind of tends to be the one that I think a lot of people um, play Fortnite on for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I... I think early Hold on it. I was gonna say I think early on from a console perspective that's where it was the strongest for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, that that in PC, so
1: yeah. Well, and in contrast to that, on iOS they're only making seven percent of their their revenue. So it seems weird they sued Apple, who's seven percent, instead of suing PlayStation, who's fifty percent. Right. Um, which just, just undermines their credibility with the court and with, you know, with, frankly, with the public about this stuff. But, um, yeah, it, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out, because um, ultimately, I I can't imagine how they're going to justify, the court is going to justify um penalizing apple because apple built a store you buy a phone like you don't have to buy an apple phone you can go over to google well if google is charging the same amount maybe they can say it's it's you know collusion or or a duopoly or something but it'll be interesting to see how it how it goes
0: yeah well the fun thing about this too which is you know take it for a grain of salt because Apparently this is like content from the court cases where these documents came out, but the uh the section for Microsoft was like for one one player titles, their internal feedback from Microsoft was is their PC Game Pass leader is against what we're doing. Uh yeah. They are effectively bidding against us for content. Phil's meeting with Gabe at Valve occasionally. Like, uh, you wanna roll that back? What? Mm. <laughs> like mm. So uh, to talk about what, though, like that that doesn't make sense to me what he would uh, be talking to Gabe about there. I mean, Microsoft has, has already re like put themselves out there on Steam. Like, I mean, they've got I mean, it, never, never in my lifetime, I would have ever have thought I'd be able to buy Halo on Steam. And yet here yeah. we are, you know,
1: yeah. so what what universe did we end up in uh yeah I, yeah it's it's interesting um i really think you know mike this is microsoft's
0: <laughs> i sorry i was gonna say the same universe that gave us the 2020 pandemic <laughs> like yeah yeah you, you get this but you also have to get this it's like well shit
1: <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> yeah it reminds me of a, a meme doctor who talking to one of his companions i'm gonna take you back to the year 2022 and the companion says well, well but i'm from 2019 why don't you take me back then he goes no i'm taking you to 2022 <laughs> right yeah <laughs> like uh, it's been a rough couple of years is all i'm saying
0: yeah.
1: um i you know i think ultimately microsoft cares about they, they've realized that that pissing off gamers is not a good business model right they they did it a couple times now and it's failed spectacularly for them people have long memories and they've turned that around i think uh you know it's showing in their profits they their revenues rose 15 billion dollars over the last 12 months um people are taking notice of what they're doing game pass as we talked about earlier is is doing really well so you know i think it's paying off for them um to the point where they're actually kind of you know competing with uh valve a little bit as you said it's weird that they're friends on some level or that at least microsoft's publishing things on Steam. but it came out recently uh microsoft announced that they are dropping their cut on games published on the pc side to 12 percent uh the industry standard has been 30 uh for a long time epic came out at twelve, when they open their store, as a bid to attract developers, um, and the rumor is at least that uh, Microsoft is also talking about reducing their cut on Xbox game sales, which would be sort of unheard of, uh, frankly, um, for a console maker to to drop their their backend price. Now, it's a little it's a little bit interesting. Like every time you do a patch on Xbox, that patch has to be certified by Microsoft. And guess what? You pay testing fees to put your your patch in for test. And if you you fail, then the money you paid is is still spent. Like if when you fix the patch, you have to resubmit it for certification, which means you have to pay again. So Microsoft makes a ton of money off of stuff like that. Um but uh you know cutting from 30 to 12 percent on the pc side i don't know you know what how much of a cut they do on xbox uh sure seems like a great thing for developers and even if it doesn't necessarily result in our price dropping in for some of these games the fact that the developers are making more money is a really good thing for the long-term health of the industry
0: Right, and you you couple that on with their ID at Azure stuff that they're going to be working on putting out, like it's just doing it's going to encourage more more people to want to come to that platform and say, hey, like Microsoft is playing real nice with people, um, you know, encouraging them to use their platforms, and you know, we get a lot of money for it and stuff. So, I mean, it it just it just seems very positive all around in my opinion. So,
1: yeah, yeah we have some we have some some darker topics some some news that's gonna make me very angry uh before we get to that. do you maybe want to talk about some of the interesting stats f- that came out about uh steam v r and oculus
0: yeah so we we alluded to this earlier about oculus. I mean say what you will about the fact that Facebook owns this, and it's really unfortunate that they do, but the fact that they do also means that Oculus gets a lot of money in, in development and being able to do this. And so so by doing so, they've been able to put out an, uh, their Oculus Quest 2, for example. It's The Quest 2 has been selling really well. Um, as a matter of fact, it's selling so well that you can get an Oculus without Facebook now for an extra $400. Now, I don't know if anybody wants to to pay that because it's already at like $300. You know, who wants to pay like $7 or $800 for a VR kit unless, you know, you really want to. At that point, if you're going to spend 800 something dollars, you might as well go for some higher an end. Index. Yeah. Right, you know, do do something that's going to be like a room scale piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. But well, an Oculus have you
1: the one thing that i should add well sorry to interrupt you but uh the one thing i should add there is it's not just an extra 400 there's also a 150 dollars support contract right uh annually that you have to pay on top of that so that's a pretty pricey because it's meant for business to be clear it's a
0: yeah so for for all of its whatever you want to call it i guess it's uh, it's pretty interesting so so moving on from there though um o- oculus headsets are now used by 60% of the vr players on steam hot dang um you know it, because the quest 2 is doing some really cool things where not only is it's is it its own ecosystem right with the with the oculus ecosystem the oculus store you know, first party stuff that you can get right there, just installed on your Oculus. You can hook the darn thing up to your PC and play any VR supported stuff on your PC as well. Of course, if you have a, you know, supported graphics card. But the point being is, is it's it's such a great entry into the market that um, people are using them for for VR stuff on Steam all the time. So sixty percent. Yeah. Well, and, and with.
1: With Air AirLink is the branding for uh, the Oculus native PC wireless PC uh, support now. Um, you know clearly, this to me is the future. Like we will not have cables connecting us to our PC while we're in well, VR. Well,
0: and let me which... and let me add let me add to that that if you have good Wi-Fi at home, this AirLink stuff is shockingly good like mm-hmm. I'm I'm playing VR games from my PC to my Oculus over the Wi-Fi and I don't have to be tethered yeah and it just yep. works it works shockingly well actually so
1: it, it worked great with Virtual Desktop I think AirLink is Oculus's you know first party solution that's still in some ways better but still has more rough edges but it just came out like um right. the Virtual Desktop's been out for a while and I think Virtual Desktop is going to continue to offer things that that oculus won't um particularly around things like making steam games better because oculus doesn't want you to play steam games they want you to buy it from them um but all that said like i i mean we're in such a fantastic time technology
0: wise for this yeah and now that i'm at my place i'm actually looking forward to being able to play more vr stuff because while while i do have um you know my Oculus Quest, where I can play some stuff. You know, in the headset. Now that I've got my rig up at my new place, I can get back into all of the Grand VR stuff that I have on my PC, which which I really want to get back into. Half Life Alex, and 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 start actually. I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to just start back over from the beginning, and just mm. just just play through that sucker. Um, and I'm really excited and looking forward to doing so.
1: Yeah. Well, I was telling you, um, my son. Kitten Sushi and I um, were uh, trying to play the co-op of uh, Warhammer 40k Battle Sisters, which is an Oculus Quest uh, exclusive VR game uh, that has like a co-op horde mode. And uh, you know, we, we failed miserably because we didn't know the controls, so uh, we got overrun by bad guys before we could buy our guns. But uh, that aside, like the the neat thing about VR is the games are evolving so fast, and it is such an interesting thing to be a part of and see ideas that one developer has get incorporated and improved and expanded by somebody else, and he just keeps building and building. And I feel I feel like you go from a game like Pistol Whipped which is a, you are John Wick going through a level kind of on rails. Well, I guess you you, you move forward, but you can move side to side. You can hide, you can duck, you can uh, dodge. Um, and that's like one experience that is, and it's set to music. Um, it's fantastic. And yet you also have Beat Saber, which is the very traditional, you know, sort of drumming. Uh, it was originally a drumming game. Um, but you have these lightsabers and you're smashing notes and stuff, and those are two wildly different takes on a music what, what we think of as a music game. But Pistol Whip's also an action game, and so that compares it's just this neat mashup uh, of ideas. Um, I'm really excited to see where it all goes.
0: I actually just saw another uh, VR game that uh to uh, what was it? I think either yesterday or today that got me really excited, which was uh De- Demio, uh, yeah that looks awesome. Uh, which isn't, you know, it's, it's basically like an RPG dungeon crawler card game thing. So imagine if you will, you're actually in a VR, like room playing a tabletop, like D and D game, but that's also like a card game, but everything's got like, you know, everything that you do has, um, real effects so like if you you know if you're casting you know spells you actually see it animates it all and you know it animates all the dice rolls and all the characters on the board are animated and it looks just very and engaging and entertaining and it's co-op and so i'm 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 really looking forward to checking that out I'm, i'm i'd like to try and see if there's like a demo of it somewhere but um for 30 bucks it's not bad so yeah well
1: and it's on it's native on the quest so you're you can play just straight on the quest and there is a pc vr version so yeah there
0: is a there's a steam version which i'm more inclined to get the steam version because that gives me the opportunity to be able to play with more people um so that's that's kind of my philosophy behind.
1: double check because at least i haven't looked to be fair but a lot of vr games are cross-platform
0: and that the, might be, and that may be true. That might be true.
1: The multiplayer community is so small for VR; they kind of have to be to have any chance of getting, you know, people playing. Unfortunately,
0: well, I know that's not the case with Beat Saber.
1: Beat Saber is one of the exceptions for sure. Um, but I know um, there's a Reddit in the in the I think the Road to VR Reddit or or one of those. There's a nice wiki that kind of outlines all the different crossplay i'll find the link and post it in our discord because nice. i found that really helpful in the past
0: well that's some exciting um, stuff what else we got here
1: oh my gosh okay i gotta talk about activision for a minute Do i it. i oh geez. get it off
0: your chest to get it off your chest <laughs> so as if it weren't
1: bad enough that i think last show last news show we talked about activision blizzard laying off another hundred plus people after having record record profits um, you know but and it was announced that Bobby Kotick was going to take home an extra 230 million in in bonuses because the company was doing so well as they're laying off all these people um apparently the bad press finally caught with with them and Bobby Kotick it was announced is taking a 50% pay cut uh but he's still going to get millions and millions of dollars in bonuses if the company continues to do well so it doesn't really sound like Uh, an actual change. It's just his paycheck week to week maybe goes is, is smaller, but his overall earnings are going to be way, way, way up there still. So I, I executive compensation is like a whole other giant topic that we'll save for our non-existent political show. Um, But I won't get into that, but I will just say it is frustrating to see a company that just seems so disconnected from the reality of their employees versus well, their senior leaders,
0: and not just that though. I mean they've gone through several large layoffs over the last few years, that now, like you got uh, they want to what hire another thousand people for mm-hmm. their new project or some new like i I don't understand this whole like the, massive the profits, massive layoffs but then all of a sudden now we've got to hire all these people i just miss blizzard the old blizzard the blizzard that was so devoted oh. to making games man i i know it's a it's a it's a rant that we've gone on before but by gosh it it just makes you miss it you know
1: well and and you know activision has other studios besides the call of duties and Blizzard, or at least they did. And one of those was a great little developer called Toys for Bob. Um, the two founders of Toys for Bob are uh legends in the industry. I remember playing an old game on my Commodore 64 called Mail Order Monsters that they designed that is still like ingrained in my brain as one of these super fun uh game experiences, and you're basically managing a squad of monster gladiators and and you know uh fighting them in a in an arena battle and earning money and stuff but they went on to touch bandicoot they they were the brains behind the original and uh star control 2 star control 2 is probably one of the greatest games ever made um it was the basis for mass effect uh if you're not familiar with the history there mass effect you know was was trying to be a reimagining of a modern reimagining of Star Control um and Toys for Bob came up with the Toys to Life phenomena they invented Skylanders these guys are incredibly creative and passionate and and you know innovative thinkers and guess what Activision recently announced that uh Toys for Bob is going to only be working on Call of Duty games from now on such a waste I I mean I just I can't even articulate how angry this makes me it, vicarious visions this happened to vicarious visions Viz, uh, vicarious visions not too long ago um I worked with one of the founders of vicarious uh in the mid 90s we were both in um upstate New York and he knew some people I was working with at the time um so you know it's a little bit personal for me as well there admittedly but um, Vicarious Visions, uh, were this really solid kind of developer. That if you look on a lot of ports, they were the guys doing the ports. Um, they they did a couple of their own games, and like they got like stand at the feet of Blizzard and do what they tell you, which is just it just robs that studio of all of its opportunities to be creative, to be innovative. And if you wonder why we're getting sequels and and just um, retread crap in the industry sometimes it's because uh, you know companies make decisions like this they take away the ability for companies to be creative even even teams that have demonstrated incredible uh creativity like toys for bob friggin' skylanders Uh, like oh my gosh granted they ran it into the ground and they overdid it but what a neat concept what a fun way to engage with games to take an action figure and pop it on and see it come to life on the screen and and it, it like just so brilliant to come up with something like that and you know now now they get to make call of duty all day it just
0: pisses me off yeah i i get it i'm i'm right there with you i'm right there with you well let's see Let's try and see if we can't find a few more uplifting Oh I don't know if we can. <laughs> I don't know well, if we can Well we got can. some
1: updates. We got some fun updates. Um uh Fall Guys got delayed unfortunately, so they can add crossplay to Switch and Xbox, which that's a good reason. I would love to to be able to play some Fall Guys with all my friends regardless of their system of choice. Um Mass Effect Legendary Edition has uh, some details came out about its performance. It's going to go up to 240 hertz on PC, 120 hertz on the newer consoles. If you have uh, the, uh, um, I'm sorry, I forget the name. It's performance and something else. uh, Fidelity, maybe. If you have the performance mode engaged uh, on Xbox One X, or Series X, I mean. Um, Super Mario Party got some free online modes. Uh, we talked about Halo Infinite getting uh, cross-play, cross-save, which is great. Um, Jedi Fallen Order is going to be getting a free update for the new consoles, as is Subnautica. So, you know, there's some good stuff there.
0: For sure. Definitely for sure. Well, the interesting, the other interesting things, though, that are on the news that we've got here... Um... So Riot Games, right, to record Valerian voice chat chats, I guess, to combat toxic behavior. Um, I I think it should go without saying that Riot has had a lot of issues with just very vocal bad behavior in the past in their games. Um, I think League of Legends is just notorious. Like, I I never played League of Legends, and mainly because I just I had always had heard horror stories of just dealing with people (laughs) that were just terrible. Like, you you know, you just get in there and this is one of those things where like, I've had people tell me, they're like, Oh yeah, man, I I get in. I love, you know, talking on and meeting people. And I hear these stories of how people met others through like playing Halo and stuff like that. I was like, you know, I never turned on my voice chat unless I was playing with people. I knew like in a party, Mm -hmm you know or mm-hmm. in a in a thing like that i i've always loathed just you know the public whatever cuz you always have the screaming kid or the person who doesn't mute their stuff or so to me this just kind of makes me chuckle because one i i would never hear it and two uh it's just it's funny to me that riot just has these problems consistently with their games so yeah and
1: you know essentially the the plan here is this is a beta we should we should be clear right. about that We oh, right. haven't yeah, actually yeah, yeah. um committed to doing this but the idea is they're going to record voice chat and then run it through ai recognition and if there's things that the ai thinks are suspicious it'll be reviewed by a human and if you're being you know super toxic you're going to get banned
0: um, i don't i don't i don't think cursing threats will uh count i don't know we'll see <laughs>
1: uh well yeah i mean that's that well that's part of it right is what what are the rules what's allowed right. what's not allowed uh certainly i think we can agree you know racial slurs are are never appropriate sure, and sure, things correct, like that right. but like there there's a whole big great fat gray area in the middle where it's like yeah you're kind of a dick but should you be banned
0: right um right yeah 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 uh, i mean there, there's something to be said about cockiness and whatnot where it's just like because those those kinds of people are annoying but like at the same time yeah, do i do it but do i suck at the game like <laughs> just like maybe I, I might i maybe i should get better be better yeah maybe, maybe, maybe i should learn how to play noob. <laughs> yeah maybe i shouldn't be a scrub like i i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but i mean
1: you know that's that's my issue is like how do you how do you draw right. those lines and make that clear to the player base that this is the line sure um It'll be interesting to see. Um, on you know, this Outriders is kind of a funny related note. Um, I mean, this is terrible. I would be so mad if this happened to me, but it, it griefers have figured out a way to kick players out of the game end game missions before they can get the loot for completing the mission.
0: Yeah, that would that would frustrate
1: me. Yes. Well, it happens once, and you'd be mad if it kept happening. Holy smokes! I'd just be done with the game forever. Like that'd be so frustrating.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the, the 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 stuff with like um, uh, Grand Theft Auto Online, right? With Rockstar, when there was just a, there was a period of time where things were just so bad with the hackers. It's mm-hmm. just like, why am I even bothering playing online when it's just like I can't even do anything that's fun. So
1: we have one more story that i put in here knowing it was going to make me mad um maybe you can kick it off so i don't go straight into the rant and explain what's going on or, or do you feel like i should explain the the sony crossplay shenanigans well,
0: you might you might need to explain it but like sony's charging for crossplay support to quote-unquote protect psn revenue <laughs> i yeah I I'm so I Sony's business practices. Okay. Let's 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 table for for a second aside the fact that we know that there are really great first party games on Sony and Nintendo. They they do have some awesome games and I'm not going to sit here and trash the stuff. That's good. The thing that bugs me so much right now about Sony and Nintendo specifically is their business practices are just like ridiculous And I don't understand how they keep getting away with it um, or keep staying in business because of their business practices. Sony, I can understand more than Nintendo. Nintendo just surprises me. Like, how are you guys still here? I I guess people love (laughs) Zelda that much. And I think people love Mario that much. And Animal Crossing that much. I mean, clearly. But, um, Man. (laughs) <laughs> their business practices are terrible. So so break it down what's going on with this the Sony stuff.
1: So Sony basically says, well, okay, you know, you guys all want us to support crossplay, but we don't want to lose money. So if 85% of your player base is on PS4, but we you are earning more uh revenue from other platforms you're gonna to have to pay us up to what we would have made if 85 percent of the microtransactions went through us so basically it's a sony tax for you know if if for whatever reason people are spending their money off sony is going to charge the developer and force them to pay the difference back to sony which given that you're paying now twice is what that effectively means. Because let's say, you know, a ton of players are buying microtransactions on Steam. You're paying Steam for those microtransactions. And then Sony is coming and saying, well, no, you also have to pay us, even though it had nothing to do with us. Because we we have more of the player base. So I, this, this helps understand, this is more uh, information that came out of the Fortnite uh, or Epic, uh, Apple, Google lawsuit, um, but this helps me understand because for a while there, after Fortnite uh, added multi-platform crossplay, um, Sony was saying, "Well, yep, we're open for business. Anybody who wants to do crossplay, come talk to us. We'll make it happen." And developers came out and were saying, "Well, no, that's not true. Like we've tried to do this, and it and it, we it, Sony's not interested." And what? what the gap i think may have been is the business terms and specifically this you know cross-revenue cross-platform revenue sharing that sony was insisting on where you have to pay them i like you said i don't understand how they got away with this other than the fact that players were demanding cross-play and Sony, you know these were this was the the price of entry on the sony platform if you want to do cross-play um and of course you know all of this is confidential you're not allowed to even talk about it as part of your agreement with Sony so they were able to hide it until this lawsuit uh so i think it'll for maybe it'll force a change to their policies or um people will be a little bit more aware of sort of the consequences of crossplay when it comes to PlayStation but um I don't think it helps Sony to have this come out. Uh, What do you think?
0: No. And again, I, I, I feel like this generation with the new PS five and the Xbox series, I think with everything that Microsoft built by the end of the last generation, Mm -hmm. with everything that they've put into play, I think this console generation is going to really hurt Sony if they don't figure out something. And I think, uh, I, 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 I really do believe that. I think if they can figure out how to do some of the things that Microsoft's doing, then they, they, they'll have a chance. I think Nintendo is going to have to put themselves in the same boat because if Nintendo can't get out some of their, core first-party titles that they've been talking about. Like, they're supposed to be a sequel to Breath of the Wild, right? They're supposed to be Metroid Prime 4 or whatever it is. Like, these things that they've talked about and they've announced, and, of course, we've heard some horror stories about how Prime 4 had to get completely scrubbed and they had to start all over again. Mm. But, like, you know, we haven't heard anything new from these, from these games. So if Nintendo can't really get themselves to a place where they're starting to put out more than than what they've already got they're going to be in trouble and i think i think microsoft is doing all of this great work by cutting these prices by getting more people to develop games by buying by buying up bethesda and all of the Zenimax crap like holy crap by the fact yeah. that ep- by by the fact that epic is getting some exclusive deals from games that used to be exclusive to only sony and by that i mean the kingdom hearts series you can buy mm. the kingdom hearts series on pc now like why do i need a, P- a playstation for that you know or you know why do i need a playstation to play horizon zero dawn or death stranding i can get those on steam now so yeah I think I think Sony's gonna be real I mean they're they're coming out with a new um was it Ratchet and Clank or uh, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Ratchet and Clank. W- which which looks fantastic. They're coming out with another Horizon, they're coming out with apparently there's another God, a, another God of War being worked on. So they have and another Spider-Man. So they have a few of these games that are gonna be great, but there's less and less and less that is just for them. And there's more and more opportunity. Like I said, Game Pass Ultimate is the best deal in gaming to buy, bar none right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's obnoxious what you get with that. So, and it, it just keeps getting better. So, I mean, if you have an Xbox or even if you have a PC, like, and if you have both, like, you know, goodnight. Yeah, and that's and that's not and that's not to say that I don't like these PlayStation games. I think they're great games. Like they they've got some great exclusives, those that they still have left. But Right. But, you know, if they're going to survive and thrive, they're going to have to change their practices. They're going to have to figure out something else. They're going to have to I think what they need to do in Nintendo as well, they need to open up their catalog. If if anything, they need to come up with some kind of equivalent to compete. Because even Phil Spencer, and I've talked about this at nauseum before, They their competition's no longer Sony or Nintendo. It's about ecosystem. And mm. Sony and Sony and Nintendo don't have the ecosystems to keep up. They have the games. They've got games, and those games are going to sell those consoles. But for how long? For how long are they going to be able to keep up with just their games when the ecosystems are what's taking over microsoft clearly is hitting pretty strong on that so that, that's yeah, my and, that's my soapbox answer to your question
1: <laughs> <laughs> no 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 that's great because i think i i i think there is a pattern with sony specifically and, and to a lesser extent nintendo of arrogance right they they do really well in the marketplace and they get complacent or they get arrogant and microsoft i think was guilty of this too with the the end of the 360 era um Mm -hmm. and they sort of forget that they have to be competitive that they have to be a little bit hungry that they have to earn uh the gamers love and you know they they get greedy for lack of a better term right and this Mm -hmm. is you know not not unheard of in other spaces like i i've talked before about how blizzard wow ruined blizzard um even unfortunately how,
0: unfortunately
1: well i agreed but but i'm saying it, you know even without activision's influence i think activision made it worse or accelerated it but blizzard uh got addicted to monthly revenue and they wanted they were tired of worrying about you know, we better ship this game, you know, that tension between we better ship the game so we can get the money to come in or we want to finish the game and polish it to our standards. Right. That I, was think always I, a
0: I think that's I think that's exactly what's also happened with Valve. They were like, wow, we're making a lot of money as a storefront. We don't have to make games anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I don't know. I just feel like Sony. And I, I'm not I don't feel as strongly about Nintendo as you do. I think that they're at least getting to a better place with the Switch, but I also understand, you know, the the reluctance to buy into the Switch ecosystem at this point given the history. All of that said, we are in a spot where I think we are how do I put it? I think that we are going to see Sony in particular have a a real hard time when the next-gen consoles are no longer supply-constrained. People are going to have had several months now to see the things that Microsoft is doing and the things that Sony's not. Like, I'm thinking of uh, Sony does not allow refunds the same way Steam and Microsoft do for up to, you know, two hours played or two weeks. Uh, Sony does not have um, a clear date when they're going to support additional storage on the PS5. Uh, through you know of the fast storage that you need for the the next gen games, um, Sony has really pushed PlayStation now as much as they've pushed anything, I guess. But it doesn't compete with with Ultimate, and so and yet it costs you know almost as much. To PlayStation now, so where does that leave them? You know, it leaves them in squarely in second place, I think, unless they, you know, make some changes. Um, but we'll see. You know, yeah, they've got a lot of brand, you know, brand strength there. So
0: my my final thought about Sony is uh, when we talk about ecosystems, if they were to put out something equivalent to Game Pass but for Sony, I think that they could get real competitive real fast because they if they could put out um some like a like a playstation uh ultimate like for example like a ps ultimate Mm. you know similar to game pass ultimate and it has the same kind of things where it's just like here's a handful of games that are both you know console and pc these you can only play on pc these you can only play on the console um you know, you can you can stream it, you know, or not not necessarily stream it, but like you know, you have that full library of all that. You know, I I really do think, and they put it at a similar price point, and they wrap. I think they even need to combine PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus into one product. Mm-hmm. Sell it for fifteen bucks, and make it work on the PC, and you're going to have people buying it.
1: That would be very appealing for people. Absolutely, I just don't know if they have the ability to do that given the business terms that they want from their gaming property.
0: Irony's There's also a, iron, irony's a bitch, right? So I mean, they could use <laughs> Azure. You know, they could use Azure. <laughs> or, yeah. You know, they could Yo, use gosh. AWS. Like, I mean, these, these. Well, that's
1: that's an interesting point, though. Part of the the problem that Sony has is they are not a tech company right
0: Not no, anymore I mean, not not like they used to be right Not like they
1: were in the 90s or in the 80s like they're they're not as big of a consumer electronics maker. They own some entertainment stuff in the movie industry and all that but um, Microsoft is absolutely a technology company and with Azure they have a huge, uh advantage because they're paying, you know, cost for uh all of the the data center space, all the network and they share that that uh infrastructure across a bunch of different businesses that are profitable on their own, uh, Office 365 and things like that. So yeah, I mean I I think Sony's going to have a tough time. Um it'll be really interesting to see, you know, The next year, like how things go, especially as vaccines become more widely available for COVID and people are starting to get out more. Is anyone going to want to stay home and play video games? I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll have six months where everybody's just outside doing stuff. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating
0: to (laughs) watch outside, like in Ready Player One on their VR Oculus quests, (laughs) like (laughs) running around. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah well we're gonna have the vr headset on with the pass-through mode so you can see what's going on around you as you run run around
0: Uh, that's funny that would be funny you know that ar pass-through mode is actually pretty cool in the quest too it is i was really impressed with that
1: i use that as my background just because like with between the kids and the dogs and whatever else like i want to know what's going on around me even while i'm in vr so i i can quickly switch out to it if i need to
0: Well, um, we're still running our giveaway over on our Discord, so come on over to that, discord.otherworlds.gg. We get to 100 uh, members here. We'll do some $25 gift card giveaways, so um, we'll be be doing that. Uh, We also do our community game nights. We just spun up a new um, Stellaris session, so if anybody wants to come and play with us, we'll do some hot joins. You guys can pick an alien race and just jump on in the game with us uh we'd love to have you guys come and join out so come on out for that um Mm -hmm. and yeah i think i think it's all fun and games here um i'm working (laughs) i'm working i'm working currently on a merch store uh for other worlds gg so we can start um having some merch because honestly i love our branding and our logo i want to get some shirts so Yeah, uh, yeah maybe like a maybe like a fancy polo you know um, oh well you know where it to work you know that kind of thing <laughs> um, nice. so that's that's something that's currently in the works so getting getting a nice little merch store set up so but anyway um this has been episode number 18 we'll see you guys next time
1: yeehaw